think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in the deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. I don't know if I'll be putting on this headset again. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me all right hello abl and fans of the abl i am uh back first time in a while i've got cardinal jeff with me i've got uh the swag man mr lenny with me the reds owner we're gonna talk a little uh week one scoring Mm -hmm. matchup one however you want to say it week week and a half one we're just going to touch on some general abl stuff i wanted to kind of shake up how i did these pods instead of just you know, talking about who beat who the worst or who scored the most hitting and pitching points. I, th- I thought it would be more fun to kind of do them like this and just touch on some, you know, whatever, whatever these guys and I kind of feel like talking about. But uh, before we get into that, I, I want to squash some, I don't even want to say like rumors or anything, but I've had a couple of guys mention things to me really ever since Stephen Oriole Stephen uh, started his prospect pod um, about like, am I upset about that? Is Stephen, do I feel like Stephen is stepping on my toes by starting up another pod? Um, you know, am I upset? I know when I, in the chat, I kind of made the, the NWO posts and the Monday night, you know, pod wars posts and stuff. But I, I just want to clarify that that is, all in good fun. Um, I think it's, I think it's really neat that there's got, you know, that we have multiple guys that, that do minor league rankings that we've got a guy that takes his own time and does power rankings that, you know, I, I just want to make it clear that I do not feel like I have some sort of special right to be the guy that does the podcast or anything. Like I, I maybe, maybe for a second, I was a little, in private to a couple of people, I may have displayed some some annoyance that, you know, Steve, if you happen to watch this, that you didn't tap me on the shoulder and give me a heads up. Hey, I'm going to start a pot. But really, the more I thought about that, the more entitled and kind of selfish that that came off that, oh, I should have got a heads up. But um, there's really no there's no beef. There's no animus. There's there's no nothing uh, between Steve and I, except for clearly a, a love of what we think is a really great uh, baseball league. So just to get that out of the way, any, I think most of you guys know me well enough that my posts on the, on the discord are pretty tongue in cheek most of the time. And you can tell when they're not. So if there was any confusion or anything, you know, Steve and I are good, no war, but if there was, (laughs) I would try to win. So, (laughs) but, but, but there's not. So, so with that out of the way, Lenny, how you doing, brother? Uh, how how was your week one? How's your how's your scoring match one treating you so far? Oh, beautiful. Oh and three, just like I drew it up. <laughs> what a silly question, right? Yeah. <laughs> position everybody just to run the table from here on out. It's kind of what I'm looking for doing. But it can only go up when week you start oh and three, right? Because I'm kind of hoping the same thing myself. So <laughs> it is, you know, you know, wait, hoping for injuries, you know. Not to the guys, but to their players. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You never want to root for an injury, but it no, you know, no. it wouldn't it wouldn't kill me to see somebody go down for somebody else. Yeah, Jeff. So so it's it's 
maybe a bit of a coincidence because uh, I asked both of you guys to do this, obviously, before the the week was done. I didn't know that the NL Central was going to look the way that it does <laughs> after week one. But, uh, you know, Jeff, you have to be pretty pleased with, with how scoring matchup one went. But, like, in the bigger picture, are you – are you surprised at the the way the NL Central looks? I mean, it's it's just one week or whatever, but it's it's an interesting snapshot already. Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised at all, and I I, I do think Lenny's going to be in the thick of things once this gets rolling as well. I feel pretty lucky to come out three and zero in the first week because I think uh, I played uh, Jake and the Braves and um, David in Oakland. And those are two really good teams, and they're going to be really good teams all year. And I think they both kind of had a down week, um, had some of their players underperform, and and I had I had a couple of my guys, mainly Springs and Steel, just go nuts that scored like half my points. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel pretty fortunate to come after you know. It's, I feel like this league, like there's no doubt that it's, there's going to be more parity like we haven't seen all throughout ABL this year. Maybe a little surprising to see the Cubs in there at three and zero. I don't. I don't. You know, it sounds like I'm shitting on Frank or the Cubs, but <laughs> I, I if if before the week started, if you would have told me that there's going to be, you know, the, most of the division is going to go undefeated, there's going to be one team that starts zero and three. My money probably would have been on the Cubs going zero and three, and you know, I don't mean that as a slight, but just like. Just knowing the division the, the way that I do, I guess I was a little surprised to see the Reds being on the bottom. The Red, you know, Lenny, you took the gamble on acquiring two thirds of that White Sox outfield, and of course, yep. Eloy is is being Eloy already. You know, this early, this early in the year, hitting the DL, so that's going to be rough to overcome. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Lou Bob's looking good, but. Yeah. Yeah, you and I kind of just ran into the same issue of not not enough starts, not enough innings, yep. and the bats just you know, couldn't couldn't carry. But I don't think that I really don't think that this snapshot is a thing to come for the Reds. I I agree with Jeff that what what we have said before about the Central probably being the toughest division, one of the toughest divisions. Like that's going to hold true start to finish. I think. Uh, one thing I wanted to. T- one, I don't even know what that was. One thing I wanted to touch on, and, and it's funny that I did because right before we started this, there were a couple of trades, but I did kind of want to talk about, I guess, relative to the rest of the ABL like that we've experienced, it seems like mm-hmm. the trading has really slowed down. Now, <clears throat> I doubt there's like one reason for that, but like what, what are your guys' views on the slowdown in trading and maybe – is this something that we can expect going forward as, as more prospects are called up and settle into starting spots at cheap prices or as, as guys kind of smarten up to how this league is running and how it's going to run going forward and maybe keeping their cheaper guys? Is it a combination? Like, where, where are you guys at on that? Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll pick up for sure. You know, as as – It'll, it'll, it'll take a few weeks, but it, teams that get off to a real bad start and uh, start to get frustrated, you know, there there will be teams that, that dump. It's it's going to happen. And once that happens, it tends to kind of snowball. You know, people see the, the prospects on the move and they want a piece of that too. And um, 
I think that kind of this, this league was crazy active, right? Like before the auction. Yeah. And, um, it slowed down. Like during during the auction, of course, Harry had his sell off, and there was a ton of players on the move during that. And uh, and then Sam, right after the auction, sold made a lot of moves as well. And kind of those two combined really kind of dominated the trade market and the headlines for a little bit. And uh, I, th I think maybe they caused enough waves to where it's going to take a little bit for the water to settle. But I, I don't. I think the ABL is its trade crazy reputation will be back in full force soon. Yeah, I think a lot of it too is, uh, I guess you would say Sam as well as Tony are two of the most heavy traders. They haven't been as active as normal for them. It's a down year, down half season. There are various reasons why. Um, I do know they've been active recently um, and they can pick up. Gary's also very active when he comes through. I think by week six, he's going to be more active than, than the other two. Um, I could be active later. I may not. You know, uh, I usually trade a lot as well. Um, for me, though, I had set my team up. So I actually told myself I wasn't going to trade for the entire season. Yeah, I kind of didn't follow that through all the way, but I wanted to see if I could do it. One of some other people doing the same thing, kind of wait until halfway through the season, see where they're going to go. Maybe not a dump, but kind of positioning for next year. So I do think by week six or seven, we should see a lot more pickup of uh, trading more than we have uh, in the early early goings of this of the league. I, I think it will too. It just it just feels like uh, uh, these last few weeks, you know, the the start of year three here has felt mm -hmm. just oddly slower than. And maybe, you know, maybe that's not even true. I, I think it is. I haven't like looked at the number of trades, but I just, I feel like it is. And I don't know if that's, you know, because Tony is, is taking Lent or took Lent off for, you know, the, the majority of it or, or whatever wasn't around on the boards as much. And, you know, the Marlins are a big driving force, be, you know, for a lot, for a lot of trades in the league. And he did make one right before we went live. So, you know, maybe, maybe Tony's back. I, I know that, Losing Duval was uh, very frustrating for him, uh, both from a, a point production standpoint and a potential trade piece mm -hmm. standpoint. I, I had kind of hit him up a little bit, but I I don't I, I don't think I had pieces to get it done. But but I had you know just to see what he wanted. The guy that plays all three spots was hitting the shit out of the ball. But I I don't yeah. think I was the only one hitting him up. And then of course, you know we know what happened with that. So probably not going to be moving anytime soon unless he wants to sell lower than he, than he probably wants to, which who knows, you know, but, and along kind of like hand in hand with, with the lack of trade action, is it me or is, does the wire seem extra, extra lousy this year, even with fewer roster spots, it, it seems it just seems so much worse. I, and I know I'm not the only, you know, whoever it was in the chat said the other day, like I go to look and it's bullpen catchers and, mm -hmm. and kind of crappy relievers. Like, right. do you, do you see that being, I mean, I, I don't know how, how that's going to get much better. Is that just something we're all going to have to get used to? I think so. Yeah. As, as a, as an EC, right. We, we, 
the big the big goal of that rule change to change your flex spots from four to two was to add 60 extra people to the wire and i don't know <laughs> who those 60 people are you know it's like yeah, what did we do <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the top 60 people on the wire are absolutely terrible so um yeah i i wonder if uh if it's possible that um the the number of injuries or something you know it's like it's like there's a, there's a huge amount of injuries right now you know i have i have teams with six seven guys on the il like across mm -hmm. all these leagues and every i mean everyone else does too so it's kind of like i wonder if the injury total that all those injured folks like don't really have good replacements so i, I don't know <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's part of my issue is i had i came into the year with a ton of flexibility in like my, my guy's positional flexibility, but I did not have depth and already, you know, it's Lux went down, Ashby and Musgrove now Meadow. Like I just, I, I have guys to slot in there, but then those guys create holes somewhere else because all I really worried about was the flexibility instead of the depth. And I'm, I'm one of the idiots that have been on these pods a hundred times touting depth and looking at all these teams and look, look how yep. good the depth is. And then I still, I just, I didn't listen to myself and spent the money on Jose Abreu instead. And, and that's mm -hmm. bite me in the ass already. So you have to, you have to think so. Hopefully all these guys coming back soon. Right. And that, that should mm -hmm. put more guys in the wire should ramp up the trade market. You know, there, there are a lot of teams that put kind of, bunch of folks right at the start of the season that are that are going to be ready to come off the aisle even this week like you know the new bars and people like that that kind of got thrown in the aisle right away you know as those guys start to come back um teams are going to have roster crunches and we will see more players in the wire we will see more trades i do i, I think that's a, a great point you made jeff is uh is <clears throat> is that for sure uh, they've picked them up they've had them or they've kept them and now when they bring them up out of the ir <clears throat> they have to put them somewhere. They have to drop somebody. Uh, chances are they're not going to drop the uh, the IR they just picked up or had on their roster to begin with. So, and then it will be viable, much much better than what it is now. I mean, still going through some of the wire though. Um, some of the good players though are, are um, black flagged. Let's so take a look. Here. We can't let's pick let's them take up. a look. You know, number one guy on the wire right now. Uh, reliever for the Orioles, Danny Colombe, <laughs> 16.83 points. Now, you know, to a team like mine, that sounds pretty good. But when you look, relievers, it's all. Do I have? No, it's on all. Yeah, it's all. The whole first page is all relief relief pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> I think teams were, teams were carrying extra relievers with those extra flex spots last year. That was a common yeah. thing that teams did. So some of these guys would have been rostered with last year's roster rules. Well, that's right. I think it was Cal that said that it is. It's a bunch of catchers. It's a bunch of loser catchers. Yeah. If you get to Matt Beatty, who's who's no longer uh, up in the mm -hmm. bigs. He only managed two at bats. So you know, man, it is. It just is. It's a barren wasteland mm -hmm. on the wire this year. I'm rostering three catchers on my team, and they're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I traded for my for my catcher, so I said, you know what, I'm going with I'm going with Stevenson, and I'm not even going to carry a backup. Who needs a backup when you <laughs> when you're touting a guy as 
number one catcher for the last two years. But man, it's just like, oh, you know what? I did. I picked up Connor Wong. I take that back. I did pick up Connor Wong the other day uh, with the Red Sox, second or third guy. 31. Not bad. (laughs) Put them together, and you might have a league average catcher if you're lucky. I will say, though, Lenny, that that deal, I mean, C1 has been great. Ashcraft is working out for you. That might be like the rare trade that really works out for. Yeah, obviously it's not helping us in the standings right now, but the guys that we traded each other for are both looking quite good. Ashcraft's yeah. having another good game tonight, or at least he was when I started this thing. Yeah, he was. He uh, let uh, I think Riley scored, and they were down one nothing. But uh, yeah, I also have his counterpart Elder, who I think actually will outshine Ashcraft as the season goes for Atlanta. He's been great tonight too. Yeah, yeah. two start week for Elder. Yeah, yeah I think I got man Ashcraft. Really nice to see. The strikeouts to he's, he seems to be keeping the the increased strikeout stuff from spring training if man if i would have mm-hmm. known he was going to start throwing a splitter i don't know i, I really like stevenson but man I, yeah i don't know if i don't know if i would have dealt him had i known that but how, how can you know <laughs> i mean he had a chance to get c1 now you know that doesn't come around very often <laughs> great catcher at a nice price in a, in a 30 yeah. teamer i i don't regret the move but i i am glad to you know he's Ashcraft was a pop-up guy for me, a, a spec I got off the wire a while ago. So, of, of course, I still kind of, you know, root for him in the back of my mind. I still like to see him do well. So, And I like to, you know, make deals with guys where I at least I say I hope it works out for both of us. But this one's really working out for Josh. Might actually, like yeah. Josh, you know, so, you know. <laughs> kind of had to give up on Ashcraft in this league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't think that was ever going to happen, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I kind of forgot it did already, or else I wouldn't have been saying that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but still, I mean, he, he does look good. <laughs> no, he does. He does. Uh, what did you? Uh, what did you guys have? I don't. I don't want to run down my entire list here, like uh, in the first twenty. Should minutes. we talk, uh, about what the, do you guys want to talk about the two, two, two million pound elephant in the room, which is Duke's lineup, and how he oh, scored man. what a hundred points more than anybody else. Yeah, let's let's go to these standings here. Go back so, to that. So what did he score in normal weeks? Say Monday through Sunday. Do we have that or can we figure that out real quick? Uh, let's see. By period. I do think he, he blasted out. Not that and other teams did as well, but that, that extra what Thursday through Sunday kind of jump started a lot of the team by the league. Looks like all I can do is the is the full I mean, if I can do others, it's wait. No, that doesn't even, doesn't even seem right, does it? Yeah, we had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tenth to the sixteenth is right now. So this is saying we maybe. Yeah, you almost had to do it by day, but you still have to add them up. That's kind of. Yeah. A... It's still more. I mean, Jake Diamondbacks said Jake had an incredible week, and Duke still beat him oh, by yeah. 140. Without a doubt. The D-backs were interesting because they had a great week, and he did it with his hitting and pitching almost exactly split in half. Uh, there were there were some other teams. I, I know we mentioned the Nats in the, in the Discord earlier. The Nats, I think, were pretty much all bats. They had a great hitting week. And then there were some other teams, I think the Angels and somebody else, that did it predominantly with arms. But, but the D-backs were – like almost 50-50 hitting and pitching. So something a little worrisome for my NL West brethren to look for. I I know some of us had been on the, 
the pods previously, we had said the D-backs could look scary. I think that was more like halfway through last year when he had some injured guys coming back, like Chris Sale and and uh, some mm-hmm. other pitcher. Yeah. Didn't quite go on the run that, that maybe we expected, but, man, he is starting – he is starting this year now looking like that team that, that uh, we thought he could look like. He's just got that and high West end. Is, he's got some studs on that team. And when they when they have a big week, he's going to have a big week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake very quietly. You know, he's not, not on the Discord a lot, doesn't make a lot of splashy deals or anything. But, man, he's quietly built himself a, a very nice squad. Uh, the, Pi- the Pirates, no, don't need to look at the – let's see, how did I do that? Results? No, season stats, maybe. There we go. So, yeah, Duke scored five and a half points per game and got 108 games played, which was not the tops. The Brewers actually topped that out with 130. So, you know, Duke really kind of middle of the pack on games played, but took full full advantage of that with five and a half points. I mean, well over half a point better than the number two Orioles who – not to take any, I don't, we don't want to run down every single team here because we want to get this thing under an hour, but um, so very impressive feel, performances. Who do you feel is your most um, surprising team? I guess in a positive way, not necessarily in negative. And I think the Nats, I, I, I think it would be, yeah, it would be silly not to say the Nats looking at how, how the Nats have been the first, you know, two years, they're sitting in the, in the bottom of, arguably the the worst you know division and and somebody's got to be the worst but yeah the nats have not they made a lot of moves and stuff but they just they just the team just wasn't gelling it seemed like ever and then out of nowhere week one here come the nats hitting the shit out of the ball finishing very well kind of overall and uh yeah i i think it would be disingenuous to say anybody but the nats really at least for me no, that's who I was going with as well. Yeah, yeah. you, Joe, same or it's absolutely the same. Yeah, the the Nats have been they they had a very impressive week, and they did get some they did get some outlier performances. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Like I don't yeah. I don't expect Patrick Wisdom to continue to be one of the top hitters in the league and a few other guys, but um, they it, it's it's impressive because last year they won very few games, right? And mm-hmm. correct. Um, that quick turnaround always catches your eye and, and it kind of, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about this league, right? you know, we've seen, we've seen, we saw Mark do it um, where he was in the finals and, you know, a hair away from winning it all last year after winning one game the first year. Mm-hmm. And here are the Nats right here at the top of the standings. Um, and it's really about how you can kind of, uh, you know, make sure you have a lot of money in the auction and spend it wisely and make some good trades and you can be right there. I don't know the exact numbers, but I, I feel like there's a, a chance that the Nats might not have had 10 combined wins in the first two years yeah. and are now and are now already out of the gate, just looking like a totally, totally different team. So, yeah, that's that's very exciting, very surprising. Um I think the Astros, maybe the Astros sitting on top of the AL West is a little bit of a strike. Yeah, it's week one, you know, so that's not to say like, oh, the A's are, you know, the A's are going to suck. And But the Astros and the Angels both kind of being up there with mm-hmm. the A's is is nice to see. Um, 
you know, the D-backs, again, I, I wouldn't call it a surprise necessarily because, like I said, we had, a lot of us had talked about what this team could look like. But it, it's nice to see them finally doing it, if, if only for one matchup. But that was nice. Um, and then yeah, the NL Central, just generally everybody going 3-0 and and then the poor Reds. I mean, that's, that's just really funky to look at when you look at the standings and kind of see that. It's yeah, a little weird, but... Not terribly surprising, I guess. What's yours, Lane? What would you outside the Nats? What what would have been your biggest surprise? Um, in a positive way, I'd, I'd say the could be negative. Yeah. <laughs> the Orioles, you know, something about the Orioles. You know, I like what Steve was doing. Some of it was a little wonky to me, and that's fine. I like wonky; it's kind of neat. I like to see how things work out. But so far, I like how they have what they have done would i have thought they would have been over the blue jays blue jays have one of the best pitching staffs i've seen in a while put together and i should know something about pitching staffs being put together right so but i don't know that, that's surprising to me in, in a good way i like to see the teams that have struggled in the past or were picked up from a struggling team when randy originally had the orioles and watch the guys turn them around i think that's, uh, that's kind of a great thing about this league is that uh, new blood comes in, make it their own, and then they start rising. And uh, it's, uh, so it's a positive surprise to me. And I like that. I hope it keeps going for them. Yeah. Boy, the O's did have some nice – a nice yeah. first week with, you know, big points out of guys like Trevor Williams, Eli Morgan mm-hmm. scoring him almost 30 out of the pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Padres, my dad was very upset that uh, Stephen got Hunter Gaddis from him. I think it was yeah, uh, in, a, yeah. in a fab run. Yeah. Sonny Gray was, of course, phenomenal in his last start, 43 points and two starts. Yeah, Stephen had yep. a, a hell of a – and that's with some of the bats, you know, like Tyler O'Neill and, and uh, you know, Jazz hasn't really been Jazz yet. Mm-hmm. Had two homers, two steals. I guess maybe he kind of has. But I feel like these bats still have some room to improve. So, yeah, the O's can, could be uh, – Nothing. Maybe surprised us be one. Yeah, geez, 12 points out of Giolito and two starts. Yeah, so he could have been quite a bit better. Only four out of out of Alex Wood. So got himself a nice cheap Justin Lawrence who who could be a leverage guy in Colorado, at least maybe a holds guy. He throws like 100 miles an hour with a funky kind of delivery. He walks a lot of guys, but that Colorado bullpen, and anybody could be leverage in that bullpen. I think Alvarado is most, the most likely guy to end up the closer in Philly too. He's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four innings, eleven strikeouts. <laughs> wow. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, kind of. I, I. Yeah, the AL East was the pod that I was. I was going to have Blue Jay Gary on for that, and then my my work has been kind of wacky lately. That the, the clients have not been behaving themselves the way they should. So my, my free time has been a little clipped and I just, I didn't, I didn't get to do the AL East. We didn't get to do anybody in the NL, but I think that AL East was going to be a fun one to talk about just because of how close they kind of all see. I mean, like you really could see anybody going for it in that division, but yeah, the, the O is looking good to, to start. I was impressed. We want to bring up your, uh, your thing here? Yeah, we can talk talk about okay, bring, bring it up and then that'll that could be a springboard to some of these conversations. 
Yeah, Jeff Jeff made a nice uh, sheet here earlier today with uh, with some notes and some uh, so, bits and pieces. Oh, what the hell? There we go. The, the, goal, here, the goal here was to kind of look and see who underperformed and who overperformed on teams and look and see who's injured and coming back and kind of get an idea if the if the week one performance from some of these teams – was a little bit of an outlier if we expect some regression, either positive or negative. Um, when I say regression, I generally mean negative. Um, right. And uh, and this is kind of this is just my own opinions. Like I, I looked at the players. Yeah. You know, if I if I see you know like an Adam Duvall putting up eight points a game, you know that's like that's a lot. That's, 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 <laughs> he's injured now, but you know that's obvious sort of a regression candidate. You know, there's and, and yeah. I looked for guys like that, and so. The columns here that you see, this is this is ranked from the total points scored down top down to bottom, one to thirty, and the key injuries are there in the column F. You know that your team has. I don't. I didn't list everybody that was injured, just the ones that kind of will affect your scoring going forward. Um, and the players that seemed, in my opinion, seem to overperform. You know that doesn't mean they're not they're not good players. Obviously, like a, you see here for the Pirates up top, uh, mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds and Andrew Rasmussen are both great players. You know they're they're both tons of fun this year, but they both you know, put up scores like they're going to win the Cy Young and the MVP. And I don't think they will, right? They're, they're good players. They're, they're probably, you know, top 70 players or whatever, but. They they're also $17 combined, the two of those. Most teams have some players that overperformed and some players that underperformed, you know, even when you look at Duke, you know, he didn't get much from Manoa, Ecab, or Tovar. They gave him pretty much nothing. And he still scored, you know, that many more points than everybody else. Um, so, yeah, the teams that are listed in green here, my thought is that, you know, in the weeks ahead, you will probably see them score a little more than they scored in the first the first uh, scoring period. The teams listed in red, I would expect them to score a little bit less. The teams in yellow, I think you're probably going to see about the same. Okay. Um, and we can, we can talk into why we don't have to necessarily – I'll send this out to everybody here in the, the Discord afterwards if you want to look through it. Um, but yeah, I mean Duke's at the top. He's I think he's the best team in the league by by pretty far. Um, when when you look through his lineup, he's got you know ABL All Stars in every single position, pretty much top ten guys, top to bottom in every single position. And you combine that with the pitching staff, which is one of the best two or three in the league. It's going to be tough to beat him unless he has major injuries. Um, I, Even I, if it does, man, it feels like he's—he feels like he's prepared for injuries. Even this, this guy has put together a dynasty machine, and right. and all you know, all credit to Duke. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's phenomenal. Like this is a—I've I've learned a lot about dynasty specifically from Duke. Like like his—he's very good at his valuations, especially when it comes to younger guys and prospects. But man, he's he's got something I don't. I, I don't know what it is, but man, he's he's got it because he knows how to put together a, a monster. Some of it is Sorry, honestly, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, you're fine. <laughs> Please jump in and interrupt me all, all you want. I mean, some of it is in this league. Duke's just kind of set up a machine that keeps keeps rolling and keeps making trades with younger guys and keeps freeing up cash to buy superstars at the auction at the same time. He's kind of got a machine that's going to be hard to derail. Um, 
some of these, we need a bunch of these prospects not to hit really for, for us to have <laughs> much of a chance, you know, like if, if Beatty and Tideman and those guys all hit, then he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I think it's going to need injuries to to derail himself more than it's going to be anybody to derail him, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Hate to say that, but that's that's the reality. Of I situation. agree. Yeah. This guy's so so good. It's we just have Duke, to kind of hope. It's for... not Duke injuring himself or Jeff or <laughs> no, some of these top teams are going to go rock. Yeah. It'll happen in the major leagues too, right? There are teams that'll get decimated with injuries. It happens to the White Sox last year. You know, it happens to teams. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I I gave Jake a red, which means I expect some slight regression. Um, really, because kind of everything hit in Week One, like like all of his guys performed really, like there weren't. I couldn't find any one that I said was an underperformer on his entire team. So. I, I don't expect that to continue week after week. And he, Jake doesn't have a ton of depth. You know, he mm-hmm. is susceptible to injuries for sure. You know, he'll be rolling out people that play once a week if any of his main guys get injured. Um, the Orioles were the third highest scoring team. And just noting, yeah, we already kind of talked about him, but he did have the, the O'Neill Cruz injury really does hurt his squad, you know, and, and yeah, he might be, be rough. He was really a, an ascending player, obviously. And you know that might that might cause him to regress a little bit, losing Cruz. Um, the Nats I had as a uh, regression candidate, just because if you look at all the overperforming players on there, Brandon Lou, Lowe, Michael Conforto, Patrick Wisdom, Garrett Mitchell, Mackenzie Gore, all of them had massive weeks. Um, you know they're all good players, but I don't think they're all going to perform like they did this week. For so, them to all click in a in a in a same matchup like that, yeah, you, you're only going to get so many of those. Right. And I real quick, since we are on the Nats, Sam, uh, thank you to Sam. He mentioned that they the Nats won seven in year one and eight in year two. So they had, they did have 15 combined wins. I, I shorted them a little bit, but still doesn't doesn't I don't think make it any less impressive the, the week one that they had. But as, as we see here, it did take some some guys all clicking at the same time that you might not be able to rely on doing that. But enjoy it while you can. You know, it's it's still really nice when it when it works out good brewers in a similar boat i mean i i I do think would not surprise me at all for the brewers to finish ahead of me in the nl central this year they're they're a good team he's done an incredible job putting those together zach's done a nice job he's a a good fantasy player without a doubt um but kyle freeland and michael walker are not good pitchers (laughs) and both both put up massive points totals in in the first week um so he'll regress a little bit but he's he's got enough depth to where he's still going to be a top team um the royals on here next yeah if you look at it it's interesting because he had kind of kind of some players that went nuts you know like uh rojas and glaber that just were some of the top players in the league all of his rps scored massively too Mm -hmm. meanwhile his best players you know trey and murphy and kirby and snell did not have a good week so um you expect that to even out over time it's kind of fascinating to watch was was the Royals lost to the Pirates? I'm not sure. I, I man, yeah, I wish I could remember without having to. Without having I to look. I wonder. I it up while you yeah, looking. who who beat the Royals in in Week One? I think it was Duke. So mm-hmm. I mean, Brendan could easily be three and zero here, um, right. and yeah, like you said, he could easily have a lot more points than he does. So. Uh, the Royals going two and one. Uh, 
I know the Royals were one of the ones that when I did the AL Central, I said that they were maybe the most interesting team in the ABL. And yeah. if week one is any indication that he can put up these kind of points with having those guys, you know, specifically struggling. And they did. They, they really all did. Um, and Bryce Harper. Royals are dangerous. Yeah. 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 Royals are dangerous. Uh, the Dodgers I, I have as a, an ascending team, actually, which I know Joe has been right up at the top of the league the last couple of years. Joe's a great player, too. Um, Burns and Bassett, it's both just totally shit the bed <laughs> in the first week, right? Yeah, especially yeah. Burns. Yeah. And so yeah. for him to be one of the top top seven teams, in spite of having those two pitchers, give him absolutely nothing, and also losing Altuve and Ray. And no Altuve. Yeah, no Altuve, no yeah. Ray. Yeah, it's so kind of the same as the Royals. Like, right. look out for Joe. Right. So Joe's Joe's going to have some big weeks, without a doubt. Um, got, got Cleveland Mark after them, and I have him as an ascending team too. I think I think Mark's one of the best three or four teams in the league, without a doubt. He was right there at the end last year. He's still got a really deep squad, top to bottom. Glassnell and Wright will be back soon. Oh, Wright will be back this, I guess, tomorrow, right? That's what I heard. I think tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Like chances are, yeah. Um. And yeah, so I, I expect bigger things from Mark. Um, I gave Josh, I'm sure he's not going to like it very much, but gave him a, a red color here. Um, and yeah, his team was pretty lucky. There's a lot of overachievers there. You know, I, I have your boy Ashcraft on that list. Um, Pena had a massive week. Trent Grisham had a massive week. Olsen played like the best player in the entire league, mainly against the Cardinals. And Lane Thomas had a massive week as well. And all those guys are not going to continue to do what they did week one. And uh, Josh has some nice depth. He'll be okay. He'll still be a top team as well. It'll be fun to watch uh, at AL, AL West with Jake and Josh. And you got a you got a rough draw there, Alan, trying to compete with those guys. Yeah, and Joe. Yeah, you could throw Joe in there. I I, I yeah. know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for myself, I, I put myself yellow. Uh, I mentioned earlier I was really carried by Springs and Steel, and I, I know that they overperform. They're good pitchers, but they're not going to keep doing what they've been doing. Um, but also, my entire offense was pretty much crap last week. Uh, Christian Walker did nothing. Miranda did nothing. Wong got like one hit and 30 at bats or something ridiculous. Um, so I, I expect my team will probably even out a little bit. It was mainly pitching week one. Hey, go go three and zero with no Verlander though. That's right. That's got to feel good. That's a huge help. Thank you. Yeah, Verlander will, Verlander will definitely help. Oakland's an interesting team, yeah. right? Like, go ahead. The A's. Well, I. I Right, right after you in the list, you got the A's sitting at, at one and two, which is kind of like um, you know, I said I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the Astros and the Angels. Well, you know, somebody's got to be on the other side. I don't know if they played each other, but seeing the A's start one and two when, geez, if, if we remember back to the AL West uh, preview with, with Tony, he was you know, he's in love with the, with the A's, saw them as, uh, I think he said, world uh, – title contender or uh, pick the A's to win the mm -hmm. title. Not mm -hmm. that a week means anything, but just to, just to see the A's start one and two just seems, I don't know, a, a little off. And there's not a ton of, you know, the underperforming names on the A's are not anybody that you would look at and say you can you can guarantee that they're going to – I like Wisniewski 
uh, like you do, Jeff, but um, you know I'm not a Michaelis fan. I think he's smoking mirrors. Uh, you know, you're clearly not a Josh Bell fan. So. Yeah. 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 Well, man, Chappie, he does have to, he does have the hottest the hottest bat in baseball going for him. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they lost to the Cardinals and the uh, the D backs. So. So lost to two pretty good teams. I mean, oh, if yeah. you're going to take two losses, those are not fluke losses. Those are those are tough, mm-hmm. tough That's losses it. to take. But yeah, kind of just kind of yeah. funky to see them start one and two. I don't know. I only beat them by five points too. It was very close. So. <laughs> it, yeah, David's a really good manager, without a doubt. Like he's it's it's he's a tough guy to have in the league because he's he makes smart moves and smart trades, and he he's really good at building a minor league too. Oh yeah. Good one of the top eight minor leagues. Yeah, I know. Speaking of which, Lenny, are you ever gonna release your minor league rankings? We're we're waiting on that one. I know you kind of you can. I will. Work work's been kind of keeping me busy more than I thought, but uh, hopefully, okay. shortly I'll be able to get some time. That was awesome to, last year. Uh, to present it. Yeah. Right on. Um, New York Yankees. I had them as red. Um, said a couple over. Uh, Rose Arena was incredible this week. You know he's. Big reason that Rays are ten and zero right now is because Randy's going nuts down there. He is. Um, so I, he'll he'll slide back a little bit. Pollock is not going to keep doing what he's doing either. So um, he'll get hurt. Pollock will get hurt. Yeah, he always does. <laughs> he will. He will. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Yankees are a solid team. You know that they, they'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Play Donovan. Yeah, they'll be right there in that that AL East fight. Yeah, part of what's make makes that AL East such a such an interesting division and it seems like everybody is is kind of just right there it's it's going to be really interesting to see who who is able to pull away as the season goes on in the al east right now the braves are one of the teams that i beat too and, I, and they they i only beat them by like 17 points looks like so it was a close match also and, that, and they're a good squad I, I think that they're going to be right there in the nl east you know jake won it last year right and i was kind of going back and forth between him and adam but I think Jake ended up taking it, and he had some underperformers big time in week one. I got I got those guys on other teams, so I know it was frustrating to um, uh, watch Massey and Correa and Manessis all were all were pretty terrible in the first week. Um, yeah, and he's got he's got Joe Adele lurking. Did Adele he homer? Needs to another be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, he homered. I, I I didn't see if he did today, but he had homered in six straight minor six league games. It's like tantalizing everybody with that. Uh, he's he's going to be getting to like Adalberto status pretty soon with the like just you can't buy into this guy anymore. But when he goes down to AAA, he's like he pulls a Kalinick almost. It, it goes down, crushes AAA, comes up and can't seem to hit major league pitching. Which you know that does that make the guy a quad A? Like is that the def, kind of the definition of the quad A guy? Like he can have a week where he looks like a competent major league hitter, but he just, they just can't seem to put it together, but he's yeah. clearly got the tools. He's still young. Yeah. So I want to say three or four years ago, Christian Walker had that label as a quad a player. Right. And um, it took him a little while. Of course he had to get settled in at, at Arizona. Um, and he's been, yeah, he put it together. So hopefully Dale can as well next year or later on this year. It'd be fun if he could be half of what, if you can, we can imagine a team of, of Shohei and Trout and like a, a semi reaching his potential Joe Adele. 
Yeah. It just it, it, it seems really disappointing that we as baseball fans, you know, just keep kind of getting cheated out of that. But mm-hmm. we've also mm-hmm. are maybe are kind of jaded on prospects coming up and being really good right away. It's kind of like we're all old enough to remember when that really was the exception. You know, a guy coming up mm-hmm. and being really good right away was was not what was happening. You know, the guys, these guys bounced around all the time and then finally came up and maybe settled in and started producing. But now it just seems like we, we expect these guys to come up and be, you know, all-stars or Many Michael years. Harris, you know, that we, we expect right. these guys to be Michael Harris. Right. And right. we didn't expect Michael Harris to be Michael Harris. He wasn't a, a super top prospect, but these top yeah. guys, that's what we expect out of them. And, and when they don't do it, it's really disappointing. But Adele's been a little bit more than just not Michael Harris. I mean, he strikes out like, 50 percent of the time or whatever even, so. even wonder wonder who was right there with it it was him and adele right who yeah was one forever and wonder really took, i mean he looks like he might be breaking out this year right he's, he's been crushing here for the first week um but it but he, i mean it, you're kidding yourself in fantasy if you don't think wonder's been a little bit of a disappointment the first couple of years considering the sure. hype that was behind him oh a huge hype yeah um i had I had cal next and i think we're all rooting for cal you know he cal's a fun guy and uh He's got a fun team too. He's got a lot of great players. Um, uh, I don't know. What, what, what do we hear about Tim Anderson? He heard his knee today, right? You know, like, I, I don't know if he's going to miss time. I have not heard the update. Yeah. I haven't either. Because Anderson, I like Timmy. I like Timmy a lot. I do too. And he's he's been great to start the year. You know, last year last year Timmy was terrible, but he's looked awesome here to start the year. Mm-hmm. And that'll be huge for Cal if if, if he doesn't miss any time and. Uh, He'll get more from Mookie than he's gotten already. So I, Cal's going to be Cal's going to be fine. Yep. Um, I, I think probably the team that I think is going to, you know, increase the most on their performance is probably Gary's Blue Jays. You know, he made a bunch of massive trades, sure. and his squad is good. You know, when you look at that team, you know, there's he he's he's solid top to bottom. He's got good good hitting, good pitching. He's even got a. Uh, phenomenon that is Chris Bubich now <laughs> that everyone's talking about. So spoke uh, to existence. <laughs> and you know he'll get say Suzuki and Lance McCullers and Wayno all coming back soon. Um so Scherzer's not I guess Scherzer's a little better tonight, but he's not been himself. So Gary's gonna score more points than he did and he's gonna win some games. I think uh Herman Marquez is walking off with a trainer. Not sure what's going on there. Some I don't remember who it was. Somebody on Twitter today. It might have been Vlad Sedler was suggesting Tyler O'Neill trades for the Cardinals, yeah, yeah. and one of them was Tyler O'Neill for Herman Marquez and uh, some other Rocky, I think, prospect or something, but. I, do, I, do I, I didn't like it as a, as a Cardinal fan. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, I know Marquez has been like a, one of those, if you get him out of course guys, like he'll, he'll reach that next gear or whatever, but yeah. I saw someone suggesting get, Tyler O'Neill for glass now. Cause they're both, their contracts are up at the same time. They're both kind of injury prone. The Rays don't necessarily yeah. need glass now. Really? They're pitching so good. That'd so. be interesting. Yeah. That'd be interesting. The, I still think Glass now needs to be made into a, a reliever, but uh, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. 
Uh, uh, Sidetrack there. Sorry about that. Pretty good. We have, we have to keep going here so we can get this finished yeah. soon. Um, we got the Astros. I said are probably going to send a bit. They got had underperformances from Manny, Gallon, and Wheeler. You know, those are those are mm -hmm. three studs. They're going to be better as the year goes along. Sure. Gallon um, was real bad. Gallon was real bad this first oh. week. Yeah, he was. He was gross. Yeah. Uh, the Twins, I had staying about the same. Um, they they got a good team, but that, that Hoskins injury really kills them and really hurts kind of the look of that roster. Um, but he'll get a little more from Albies and Edmund and guys like that coming up. Um, Tigers, yeah, the Tigers. I know we're expecting big things this year, right? They uh, yeah, kind of turned the roster over and um. But look, looking at the team, you know, he he did he did get some major overperformers week one. Josh Lowe, Xander, and Pablo were all huge this week, and and that yeah, can't possibly maintain the point totals that they that they had. So, um, Phillies, Phillies are down, but they're they're hurt hurt right now. If you look at those pitching injuries, right? Freed, Rodon, Rain, and Ranger Suarez, like, uh, and Schwarber actually had a disappointing week too. So. Adam squad once he gets those three pitchers healthy is going to be going to be right there with Jake in the in the in the NL East. I don't know which team. Right there with Jake and the Nats. Yeah, the Nats are right. You're right. I assume the Nats are right there too. For sure. I didn't do Nostradamus, but I would have said that Altman would be the uh, rookie of the year this year. Yeah. I, ah. Yeah. I, I, that was my that's my guy. I think he's a he's a huge star in the making as long as he stays healthy. The Dodgers' best hitter so far, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I like Vargas too, though. In that same, I mean, he he'll, he's uh, still got rookie eligibility this year as well. But man, that that guy can hit. I mean, he can walk. That's the thing with him. He could he can stand there and take a walk like nobody's business. Love to see that. And he's probably going to end up before long with second base eligibility as well. I mm -hmm. uh, got the Mets here, staying about the same. I think they're going to be right here in kind of like the middle. The bottom of the middle of the pack here most of the year they got a good team i think it might take another year year or so to really build this team up he was kind of handled handed a bucket of crap at the start of the year um doing a nice job building it though Corey seager and eugene segura were down a little bit this week they'll they'll, they'll help them out as time mm -hmm. goes on uh your dad yeah. yeah your dad's team i have ascending alan uh i think uh good team yeah i think his his studs were kind of down this week right Brian Hayes, Santander, and Darvish all, all were a little bit down the first week. So when those guys start acting like themselves, they'll score more points. I don't know if a team can be sneaky good in our league, but I think it's the Padres if I had to pick one. To me, a sneaky good this year. Yeah. I, I was giving them a little bit of a needle the other day because this is a team that it, it's maybe a little bit overlooked. He picked up – I don't think they were both last year. Maybe one was year one and – and the other, mm -hmm. But he picked up Lars Newbar off the wire. He also picked up Taylor Ward off the wire. Yeah. He would he would love to still have those guys right now, <laughs> especially Ward. It's like what it's like you, you could go a couple different paths with the Padres. One, imagine if he didn't trade, you know, both of those guys. Two, imagine if he had just waited a little bit and they kind mm -hmm. of blossomed into what they turned into. He still traded them, but got a much better return and yeah, I'm not, I'm not telling him anything. I haven't already told him, but it, it would be really interesting to go back in time a little bit and see how he would have handled those two guys differently. Cause both really good priced. I think what Ward was nine bucks or whatever when he, when he picked him up. But um, yeah, I, I, 
I like what he's doing. I, I like his team better than mine right now. But man, it, it could look it could look even better if he had just had a little bit of patience with those two guys. Uh, the outfield would look would look pretty stacked right now. Yeah. yeah. You almost have to not have the tinkering mind in this league sometimes. Just trust yeah. your gut. Sometimes it takes a year or two, but a lot of us tinker too much, I think. Yeah, no doubt. I can find a lot of moves I wish I hadn't made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Cubby Frank, yeah, hey, having yeah. regressing. Um, mainly, mainly because he's been really lucky with injuries. One of the healthiest teams in the entire league, mm -hmm. and he went three and zero, but had a pretty soft schedule. So, um, <laughs> uh, the Mariners, I had a ascending a bit. Um, I think the pitching will be better than they were. Alex Bregman's been terrible so far too. He'll hit another level. Um, the Rays, I had to stand about the same. They've had uh, some injury luck themselves. Um, the Marlins, I had regressing because Duvall was their best player by far, and and, and he's hurt now. And that's, that's that's really the main reason there. You know, it's kind of a it's, a... it's a dagger for them, technically. It is a dagger, yeah. I mean, I think Tony Just, was going to trade Duvall anyway. Real quick on the Mariners, I loved – the Gonsolin trade yeah. for the Mariners. That was a a sneaky good mm -hmm. acquisition. Kind of in that in that era we were talking about where there wasn't a lot of action going on, and and the action that did happen wasn't kind of getting the the Discord waves going like it usually kind of would have. You know, we were all probably doing other drafts and getting ready for other leagues and stuff. But that mm -hmm. was a really shrewd get for Seth. I I really like that for him. Controllable guy, you know, good price, good pitcher. Yeah. I like that deal. For sure. Uh, Lenny, I had you stand about the same, but I mean, it's kind of, uh, I think, uh, I think story, uh, there, there's been whispers that story is going to be back way sooner than everybody thought, right? Mm -hmm. So, yep. so yeah. that'll be a big boost. And hopefully, Eloy doesn't miss, miss too much time. Yeah, it's uh, a good chance with him or, or Roberts, and either one could get injured again longer term. I mean, if, if either one gets over 400 at bats, I'm going to be super stoked. Hell, 350, I'll be happy. But. And Torque is, <laughs> like, the advanced metrics on Torque, he's been hitting the crap out of the ball, so I expect him to, he's still still not putting up the points or the results you'd expect based on his pedigree. None of the Tigers are right now. None of them. Tigers are scuffling. They need, uh, they need a reverse humidor in that stadium or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Boston Red Sox, I had staying the same. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that team really needs Chichirio is what I wrote on here to come up and be a thing. Um, I'd love to see that. Yeah, Nelson Cruz has been on fire in the last few days, so that, that's a big boost for him. Uh, yes, Sam Sam got some nice performances from some weird places, right? With uh, Brian Anderson, Alex. Brian Call. Anderson and Alex Call, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's. I think Sam's kind of taking taking a step back this year, trying to build for the future. I think so. Um, but he's he's getting a lot of his guys called. Kind of he had kind of a lot of randoms on his bench. They're starting to get called up and get some playing time. So mm -hmm. that'll help put up some points. And then uh, Alex I, I Call's you... a little a little interesting. He's got. I lost uh, I lost Duvall in a uh, a twenty team roto that I did. Uh, 
like a couple days before the season started. I won one more league. I just lost Duval. He's, of course, have been crushing it. Alex Call is the guy that I have a fat bid in on right now. One because it's a twenty team league. It's really thin, but he's got some. He's got some interesting. He looks like he could maybe be something. He's not going to be great, but he could be an everyday guy in that lineup. Agree. Alan uh, had you ascending a bit because you got some. Uh, you got some some studs that were a little bit down, right? Bobby Witt and, and Jose Abreu really do not live up to their potential sure. in the first week, especially Abreu. And uh, Ashby. Ashby's gone, but Musgrove. Musgrove. I'll get Musgrove. Yeah, yeah. Musgrove. 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 Right. Your best players, right? He's probably your second best player after Witt. So Musgrove, once he's yeah. back, he should be putting up twenty point games for you on a regular. He's a, he's a great pitcher. I'm hoping the I'm hoping the birds get Dakota Hudson up. I know they wanted to stretch him out, but mm-hmm. you know they clearly need pitching. So if he could get up there and give me something, you know that would that would be nice. If Matt Boyd can. I think he only went four innings, four and a third is his last start, but he's, he's walking guys. He's throwing a lot of pitches. So if he can striking get stretched guys. out and yep. yeah, he's striking guys. I can, I can be, I can be mediocre. You know, I can, I can be scrappy. <laughs> I mean, you could roll in some dreams too. Depending on when you yeah, I could, yeah, I could, I could play spoiler. I have no illusions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like where my team, I, I did. I tried to convince myself that I really liked it coming into the season, but but the more I looked, the more I realized how vulnerable. And then when Lux went down, well before you know early in the spring, it, it showed the the glaring hole that I had in, in my lineup, which was that lack of depth. And yeah, I've got guys that can play. I've got a bunch of guys that can play everywhere, but as soon as I move him, you know, there's there's a hole somewhere else. And yeah, I just then lost Ashby and then then Musgrove, so. But I'm better than the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, the White, White Sox. I, I mean, I, I, you feel for Harry a little bit. I mean, not really, but <laughs> I mean, he's having, he's having trouble putting a lineup out there. But that's his own his own design. True. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's nobody on the wire for him to pick up to fill those positions. I, I understand his pain there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say the team's going to get better or worse because almost everyone in his lineup's not actually playing. He's he's somebody I could see maybe paying that uh, the point penalty next year if I if, if there's anybody I think it's pretty obviously potentially the White Sox anyway so it's not that he's trying to do that you know he did comment the other day like I I'm trying to pick guys there's just nobody out there and we just looked tonight I mean, and there's really not anybody out there so I'm sure he has trades out there but I'm sure some guys he doesn't want to give up so he's right. to take the point loss so he's gonna have to give some of those guys up. Well, if, you, if you're in Harry's, if you're in Harry's position, if you're if you're sending offers out, the the recipient of the offer kind of knows that he can maybe put the screws to you a little bit because you, if if you're trying to avoid that point penalty, well then you're, you know, Harry's obviously mm-hmm. a little desperate to put a major league lineup out there. So, uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't have any indication that that's what's happened to him, but. In a 30-team league, I could see somebody saying, well, you know, yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more, Harry, because throw throw a pick in, Harry. And then Harry maybe doesn't want to do this. It's fine. I'll just take the $10 take the $10 hit and keep my pick. So yeah. be interesting to see what he does or doesn't do, rather. But this was very cool, Jeff. I, 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 I mentioned like to you earlier when you sent it to me, if anybody used to read ESPN, the magazine, like back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I don't remember who it was, but he would do a, 
a season preview with funny little blurbs and, and stuff like that with the teams. But this, this kind of reminded me of that, these little informational bits and opinion pieces. So, yeah, that, this was really cool. No, I like it a lot. I think it's great. I'd like to see this, um, say, just before the All-Star break, see the differences and see how those teams climbed or fell or if they all stayed the same. I think it'd be interesting to revisit. And there will be changes, of course, right? I was saying, I was thinking as you guys were talking about just trying to play spoiler. I mean, there, there'll be teams that, that finish in, in in the wild card roles that no one expects to. You know, that will happen, right? Sure, correct. So, and they could, they could easily be the Red the Rockies, depending on how things break. It's way too early to give up in any league. Yeah, it's very, very early. I, I think, other than really, other than the White Sox, yeah. if, you know, for obvious reasons. You're right. Um, Everybody has a chance to to go on some kind of run here, even if it's not a league winning run. Uh, you know, play spoiler, win a wild card, whatever it might be. Win win some money, win some games, you know, right. uh, and get yourself. It's, it sounds stupid to say get yourself ready for the next year, but it's like we, we're all kind of looking up at the Pirates right now. We're all kind of just getting ready for either him to stumble somehow, or playing for the future you know <laughs> this is a dynasty league so we, we of course have to think about the future but uh yeah. the man is a juggernaut he just is so <laughs> anything uh anything you guys got any uh closings we we've managed to keep it to an hour here uh no it's gonna get out about week happy, one happy to see you hosting these alan i hope i hope you keep them going you know they're it's always good to see the different owners in the league and get their perspectives yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I think if you've had pretty much everyone on at this point, but if you haven't, hopefully, there's, yeah, there's some guys left. There's some guys left, but we'll get them. Yeah. I like this. I like doing this. You know, I, I Monday night we Easter was last night. I think ideally going forward, I'll probably start doing them Sunday night and and recapping the week and getting, you know, getting different guys on and kind of doing it like this, a little more free form where we just kind of talk about what interested us uh, instead of just saying, you know. This team scored the most hitting points. This team scored the second most hitting points. And that, that got old to do for me, just to type it all up every week. It was getting really mundane and, and old, and this this is a lot better. So I, th I thank you guys for taking some time out of your Monday, talking oh, some ABL. Thank awesome. you for having me. See you guys. Take care, Gins. Right. Thanks a lot, guys.